Welcome to the ADHD Book Club Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm your other host, Corey. And today we're discussing the Britney Spears memoir, The Woman in Me. It's true. That's what we're doing. Highly anticipated episode. Everyone's been asking us to do it. <laughs> is, is it you? Are you everyone? <laughs> it's me. What if instead of ADHD, GPT, we just share our favorite Britney Spears songs to kick this off? I, we could. It would just be me saying toxic and the one song she did with Will I Am and then having nothing to say about it, really. <laughs> oh, so not really a conversation starter. I mean, it might be what it's yours. Well, look, I love Toxic. Toxic's fucking great. So fun. Um, Oops, I Did It Again, a classic. Makes me happy. I like to put both in at karaoke if they are there. Also, one time I was Salt Bay for Halloween and I wrote a parody. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oops, I Did It Again. Is that Hit Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hit Me Baby One More Time is a separate song. Those are two different songs. That's true. Yes. My parody was for Hit Me Baby One More Time, but Salt It Baby One More Time. <laughs> I'm very proud of this. I think I killed it. It was like if you're Salt Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way you salt that meat, Salt It Baby One More Time, your meatiness is killing me. I mean, it was so good. <laughs> and my plan had been to go out to karaoke for Halloween, and that did not happen. And then nobody ever cared about my parody. Nobody ever heard your Salt Bay. Salt Bay Britney Spears parody. Look, this may have been the universe watching out for you. No, it was excellent. Also, I could not figure out a costume. And so Salt Bay was a real like, fuck, I'll just fucking do that. And I had the sunglasses. I got a mustache. So I couldn't smile at all because it just like it was so like uh, it just kept my my face down. Stuck to your face. Yeah. The white shirt tucked in. I got a little like steak dog toy that I like cut open and ripped out the insides and then somehow like attached. I don't know how to sew, but I did something and made it a purse um, and filled it with glitter. And because we were out in West Hollywood for the WeHo stuff that they do. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly popular costume. Everyone just kept yelling at me, Sobe! And I was like, they get it. <laughs> and then we made my friend sea salt. <laughs> it's good. It was really good. Have I already told you my WeHo Halloween Santa Monica Boulevard story? Probably not, but definitely not on the pod. Okay. Uh, it's only like half a story, um, but I think I was meeting a friend at a bar that was around there because I was not intentionally going to the Santa Monica Boulevard Halloween madness. Like I knew it was happening, but that was not my destination. But I was like right around there and I was walking down the street and of course, you know, there's a million people in costumes, etc. But like out of the corner of my eye, I saw this thing and my brain could not make sense of it. And I almost screamed. I was so <laughs> close to screaming out loud. And it was a child wearing like a full on gorilla headpiece. <laughs> Like, for the half second that I wasn't looking directly at them, I just could not tell what it was. And I thought, it was like that I Think You Should Leave sketch with Tim Robinson, where he's like, for 30 seconds, I thought there was monsters on this earth. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. And I just couldn't make sense of it at all. The way that I Think You Should Leave comes up regularly, I need to just catch up. Like, I watched maybe half the first season, and I love it. I just don't think about putting it on. Oh, my God. I should do it. I love that. 
you should at least just watch that sketch, the dog door sketch. <laughs> it's insane. It's so good. That is what your brain does, though, when something like you can't quite figure out what it is and it scares the shit out of you. And it's like for 30 seconds, I thought there were monsters on this earth. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, I really thought I was losing my mind, even though like I knew it was Halloween. I knew there were going to be people in costumes. It just got you good, right? Just got you right there. It just whatever it was, like, I mean, because it was, you know, it was only like three feet tall, this huge, hairy gorilla head. <laughs> I couldn't process it at all. That uh, Salt Bay we host, speaking of sketch comedy, Sea Salt and I basically did our own version of one of my favorite SNL sketches, A Girl's Halloween where they just keep being like, I don't feel like drinking tonight. I think I'm going to be good. And then it like flashes forward to them like vomiting in a pizza shop and like breaking through glass to get out of it. And one girl's the cheese and they're like a cat and a mouse and then the cheese. And they're like, are you sure you don't want to be a cat? I have another cat outfit. And it's uh, Vanessa Bears. And she's like, no, I love being the cheese. And then it <laughs> fast forward to being like, why am I the cheese? I'm always so ugly. <laughs> I was the cheese one time for Halloween another year because I loved it so much. No one really knew what I was doing, but um, it was clear that I was cheese. And then I also just gave out cheese sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I love to have a little gift on Halloween. Like (laughs) it is pretty good. Everyone loves it. I was a I was a Christmas tree one year, and I had like a stocking full of mini stockings that had like the really corny like old school toys, like a little race car, like those shit diamondy fake kids jewelry and like bouncy balls and everyone that would compliment my outfit I'd be like here you go here's a little stocking for you and the bar was filled with people wearing these weird rings and they loved it and it was my favorite that's good and that was because all of Halloween was sold out and they were starting to put Christmas stuff out because I waited so long to um, do my costume oh no and I long thought it would be funny to be Santa or Christmas stuff for Halloween Uh, so there I was a Christmas tree (laughs) For whatever reason, this year, this past Halloween, I heard about two separate kids, like little kids who wanted to be Santa (laughs) for Halloween. It's amazing. It's a funny choice. And when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, sure. But at the same time, I feel like I've never heard that before. I've never heard about a little kid wanting to be Santa Claus for Halloween. Never heard a little kid want it. Just myself. I did like one year for work because I wasn't sure if we were wearing costumes or not. So I just wore like a ugly Christmas sweater and was like, look, this is dressed up. <laughs> Oof. The I don't know if people are doing costumes or not is it's a tough one. So pro tip, just um, wear a Christmas sweater for Halloween for that. That's like the infamous Katie Dippold tweet of her dressed as the Babadook at a, at a Halloween party, and she's the only one in costume. She's like, <laughs> turns out it was more of a drinking wine and hanging out kind of party. <laughs> it's a really good Babadook costume, too. It's not like you could get away with just like, oh, I'm just dressed uh, kind of weird. Like, no, very clearly in costume. I do love Halloween. I haven't had the like energy space time, whatever we want to call it, to do a good costume in a while. And I miss that. Me neither. And I have a list. Like, I literally have had Ah Real Monsters on my list for years. Don't know how I'd do it. I'd be the black and white striped one, and that would be weird. I I mean, I do know how I'd do it. I'd try to find a black and white striped bodysuit and then build a hat, which is like the eyeballs. Wait, does she have the eyeballs that go? Yeah. And like wear big lips or something. Yeah, she has the big eyeballs and the big lips. Maybe I'd wear like big lip sunglasses. What is her name? Is she is she called Oblina? 
That seems right. It's something like that. It has to do with the way that she is oblong. Yeah, I love that. I love to wear like a bodysuit. You know, you saw my costume when I was just blue. Yeah, I... It- <laughs> I'm also very proud of that I did. One. No, I did. And also I was go- just going into a fugue state trying to remember the names of the Ah Real Monsters. I was really only one third listening to you and two thirds like, uh, the ones, the one that holds his eyeballs, that's Crumb. And then the one that looks like a little goblin is Ickis. Nice. Like that's. <laughs> I don't remember their names, but I know that that would be a fun costume. That would be a fun costume. And for our listeners, Blue is like, I'm Blue, da-ba-dee-da-ba-dai. And I had like a mini speaker that would play that. Um, And then I could be anything. Like I could put myself in a ball and be like, Blue Balls. I put a cord on me and was like, cord on Blue. And a lot of other silly (laughs) (laughs) um, versions of Blue. But that was fun. I love Halloween. My dream costume that I just have not gotten it together to do yet is Genesis era Peter Gabriel in the weird flower costume that he has where he just looks like a big flower. Oh, and is that in one of the music videos? I mean, this was like pre-music videos. You can find concert videos of him doing this, but this is really before the advent of proper music videos. Okay, because his music videos are fucking cool. Yeah, he has great music videos. It's true. I actually only just saw them for the first time this year, which is crazy because I used to get stoned with my roommate and watch like the trippiest music videos we could find. And I have a whole list. Like when people are like, ooh, you want to watch music videos? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you. And then halfway through mine, they're like, I think we talked about this. They're like, we met like, like Taylor Swift. And I'm like, oh, when you say you want to watch music videos, you don't mean like you want to see some trippy shit. You, uh, you just want to watch. You would just want to watch like high production value. Okay. And Peter Gabriel, I watched that and I was like, this is exactly my shit. This is exactly what I would have wanted to watch when I was stoned with my roommate watching music videos. I remember when I was a kid, MTV, this is, you know, I'm trying to avoid saying the old man thing of like, back when MTV used to play music videos. (laughs) But that was kind of their main thing when I was a kid. And they used to do, I think probably once a year, like the top 100 music videos. But like one and two were... Almost always Thriller by Michael Jackson and Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Mm. Like you were never surprised by the time that they were getting to the end because it was just going to be those. Well, I never really watched TV that much as a kid or I guess as a teen when I would have wanted to watch TRL because I had two younger brothers who wanted to watch The Simpsons and whatever cartoons all the time and I didn't care enough to fight them on it. Right. Um, Circling back (laughs) on our... Did you just roll your eyes at that, corporate speak? No, I was trying to circle back to something too, but I had already forgotten what it was, so. Oh. Well, my dream Halloween costume is um, Ronald McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to be Ronald McDonald, like in a cute girl way. You circled back further than I was going to. (laughs) Um, Have you seen... I'm pretty sure these are real. I'm pretty sure this is not like something someone made up on the internet, but that there was a Japanese McDonald's ad campaign that had like a sexy Ronald McDonald. Oh my God. No, I did not see that. I'm almost positive this is real. I'm not just like making up sexy Ronald McDonald. McSlayer is playing at Pappy and Harriet's. Who the fuck is that? There's another McDonald's band besides Max Sabbath. 
Oh, that's what it's called, Max Sabbath. <laughs> oh, God. I thought I was losing my mind. No, Max Sabbath. And I saw that picture and I almost lost my shit because I'd never seen them before. And it's amazing. Oh, I've seen them live. They're very fun. Oh, so cool. Are you still trying to circle back or shall we, Brittany? First, I was trying to find that sexy Ronald McDonald to see if it was real. But like, I don't recommend Googling sexy Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Well, now I definitely have to. Um, So I also really loved Stronger by Britney Spears. That was one of my favorites to like jam out to. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah, why? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. I just I didn't have a response other than like, cool, nice segue into the book. (laughs) So we read a book. We did read a book. The Woman in Me. I thought. I <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, maybe there's some new people here. I don't know. I don't know what you people are doing. <laughs> Not after 20 minutes there aren't. But if you are still here because you're just interested in hearing about the book, this is a podcast hosted by us. And clearly we have ADHD if you didn't catch that from the title and from our last 20 minute conversation or however long it ends up being. But yeah, we try to read a book. We talk about it, we summarize it, we rate it out of seven, okay? Ten is way too high, five is too low, so we our ratings are out of seven. I know, don't worry about it, it's fine, it works. It does. Every episode's a new book. We also have shorts, which are short stories, um, and shorter episodes most of the time, but sometimes we cool brain it too long. <laughs> That's true. So our podcast is about books and about ADHD and us. And the intersection of those two things. And yeah, how... and our... Go on. And how what? No, I don't remember. It's too late. I was on a roll, and then I fell off of it immediately. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. Clearly, it was not a very strong idea. I was going to finish your sentence, which I don't know if you ever want me to do, but we do that a lot to each other when we're starting to like think of something, and then the other one's like, oh, let me pick it up. Let me tell you what you were trying to say. No, it's true. Whenever I'm editing an episode, like it... <laughs> It feels like I'm editing it intentionally so that we do that because there are so many moments where I'm like, oh, Ashley just picks up and starts talking about what I was saying because I just trailed off like an insane person. (laughs) I know. And then I'm like, it looks like I'm interrupting him, but I'm not. But also you end a lot of sentences with like, but (laughs) it's like your point is like, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, yep, like this. Uh, normal but yeah a normal thing to do very normal anyways welcome if you're new welcome back if you've been with us if you're just here to hear us talk about Brittany I guess let's fucking go let's do it did you write a summary uh no it didn't even occur to me to try and do that well go ahead then uh Britney Spears writes about her life the end perfect my summary was the woman in me is a memoir by Britney Spears yeah that's it what else do you want should people read it? Look, I'm just going to say you don't have to because all the biggest parts are circling around the internet and you've got the gist. You could listen to us tell you maybe a little bit more, but it's pretty much out there, the good stuff. Yeah, it's true. Kind of the, the stuff that's surprising is has been referenced in articles. And the clips that are worth listening to are clipped so you can hear Foches, Foches, so pimp. Oh, my gosh. Oof. Michelle Williams does a good job. Contrary to my initial belief, it is not Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. It is the other one. 
and she kind of sounds like Britney Spears a bit. So that was a little trippy because I kept kind of forgetting that it wasn't her. But like she sounds like a slowed down version, if you will. Britney talks like very fast. Yeah, I think she does a great job reading it. Yeah, performance, seven out of seven. Yeah. It's interesting to hear it from Britney and it feels very from Britney and whether that is the choice an editor made to keep some of this or to make it really sound like it's her or whether she really like had all of this say in it. I don't know, but it sounds like feels like Britney. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty public that she almost for sure had a ghostwriter for this, which is not really a surprise. I mean, right. I think that's how all of these things are done, really. But I do think it does a good job of capturing her voice. It feels like she probably did have quite a bit of say in it. I guess, I mean, I didn't really know that, but I also figured, but... Right. It sounds like it could, like, it could have been a little better if somebody else was writing it, you know? <laughs> Look, um, there may have been multiple bad reads that said exactly that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, it was a choice to make it feel and sound like Britney. Right. Because it probably wasn't just her sitting down and pumping out a book. No, almost certainly not. All right. Um, spoiler it on three. Yes. One. One. Two, two, three. three. Spoiler. Spoiler. You gonna say it? You can't spoil this. <laughs> I wasn't going to this time, but you can't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it's either stuff you've heard in little blurbs since the book came out, or it's stuff that you basically knew from pop culture. Yeah, I mean, and she starts way back at the start with her as a kid. It's sweet listening to how she describes how she felt about music at the beginning. And, you know, kind of talking about some of her, I guess, childhood traumas that were clearly very traumatizing to her. Right. And then kind of moving into, yeah, like the fame and how crazy it felt for her and what that meant for her and like her anxiety. And also like she never did drugs. She just liked Adderall. And these energy pills. That's such a that's such a weird hair to split. I never did drugs, but I did take Adderall for a while. Well, the thing is, like, her parents act like she's a drug addict and put her in rehab. And she's trying to tell you, like, I was not a drug addict that needed to be put into drug rehab. Like, these people have, like, real problems. And I'm over here, like, sneaking caffeine pills because I'm so burnt out from everything that I do. And my dad doesn't want me to feel good. My point also is not necessarily to, like, argue with her about it. I mean, I know that there are plenty of people who take Adderall because they need to and are prescribed. But also, I don't know. For me, all of that is very muddy. I mean, the whole the whole book's pretty muddy. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's her perspective, but it's also... It's very young. It's a bit juvenile, um, which makes sense. She talks a lot about it, like, when something traumatizing happens to her it's like she goes backward in time and gets younger and benjamin buttons and this is like a fucking trauma response and it's a classic thing but she doesn't really like understand that and it's clear that she doesn't (laughs) she doesn't really talk about it that way right yeah it's totally to me the most interesting thing about it is the way that she describes things that feels like she doesn't actually quite understand what she's talking about You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like from an outside perspective, you're like, oh, yeah, you're just like totally regressing to, you know, being a kid because your mom used to drink with you when you were 13. Yeah. And that was last time you felt safe and you feel unsafe right now. I remember one time, I think it was high school or something. 
one of my friends was telling me this like fucked up dream he had and I was like ooh, you are telling me way too much about you right now I don't need to know this like some dreams are really telling you <laughs> too too much some dreams should stay in your brain yeah like maybe don't tell anyone else that because now I know um what's going on with you and that's kind of how I feel here like she doesn't yeah she doesn't know what she's sharing and like I get like I don't know the whole time all of the shaved head paparazzi stuff was happening with her I was just like I feel so bad for her like if paparazzi were constantly in my face I too would make silly faces and do accents I don't know if I would shave my head but I get that like feeling of needing control over something and the way the paparazzi culture was during that time was like so intense and awful and I always just felt like she wasn't as crazy as they made her sound but it wasn't easy to be in that place. Right. I mean, Lindsay Lohan went through the same shit, right? Oh, yeah. And it's hard to separate what is going on with this person from like the way they're constantly being treated. Mm-hmm. Plus, all the stuff you're seeing is the stuff that's happening publicly, right? Right. And how it's being framed. Right. Yeah. Like Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. Poor Justin. Brittany, how could you do this to him when he'd already been cheating on her and broke up with her? Right. I think one of the takeaways from it is that from her perspective, she's just always been trying to do the right thing. And it just keeps looking bad. Like, you know, when her kids were babies, she said they're five months and 17 months old. And someone told her that they should go to Kevin's for a little bit. And so she let that happen because she thought this would like give her what she wants. Like if she's compliant, she'll get to see her kids more. But really, they're just taking her kids away from her. Right. People are like, you're a bad mom because you let that happen. But she's just trying to like be compliant so she can do the right thing and get where she's supposed to get. And she just keeps getting screwed over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can get all sorts of bad advice in those types of situations. And it's hard to know. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's hard. This isn't a chronological story. I guess we could have some notes. Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it is in the book, but we have not approached it that way at all. I mean, sorry. I mean, it's not like a, it is a chronological story, but it's hard to talk about it as a narrative because it is things that we already know. Like we talk about her childhood, how she got started. Some stuff with her brother happened that like traumatized her. And then her dad was awful, alcoholic. And then... She's just trying to like audition for all this stuff and she gets into like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. And it's fun to hear some of the like throwbacks like her and Natalie Portman were in a Broadway show together almost. Oh, yeah. Were they like both understudies or something? Yeah. And I watched a clip of the Mickey Mouse Club and man, Brittany really is like such an electric kid and she's so talented and just such so good on stage. And it is so sad that, you know, that fully got drained out of her. This is not exactly the same, but I had totally forgotten. Do you remember Kids Incorporated? That sounds familiar. Yeah. It was kind of a Mickey Mouse Club type of show. And now I'm trying to remember if it was on the Disney Channel or... They wore like bold colors or something like... Yeah. I mean, it was just these kids that like had a band and they performed at this restaurant. I don't remember. Yeah. But like I had totally forgotten that one of the kids on that show is Stacy Ferguson, Hmm. uh, a.k.a. Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and yeah, when she's talking about doing mall tours, I was like, wow, that was a thing. How weird. It was. Like, she was sort of the tail end of that. Totally. Because I remember 
when it was a huge deal that like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany would do mall tours, but that was maybe like 10 years earlier. Yeah, that's so weird. What a like malls are not like that anymore. I mean, malls are ghost towns now. Yeah, they are. It's so weird. Right. There's I mean, yeah, there's at least one that I can think of back home that's just been totally bulldozed. Crazy. I love like a empty abandoned mall vibe. That's cool. (laughs) Creepy shit. Abandoned mall equals scary video game to me. (laughs) It does. Also, did you ever watch the movie Holy Motors? No, I keep meaning to. It's on my list, but I have not seen it. It's so good. Personally, I fucking love it. I've seen it a couple times, but I think there's like a I think they're in an abandoned mall or some big building uh, with Kylie Minogue. And then which I maybe it's an abandoned hotel. Maybe it's not a mall now that I'm thinking of it. But I don't know. The abandoned mall makes me think of that movie. And there's a song that's kind of like the intermission and they kind of walk through and he's got the big accordion and then people join and play instruments. And anyways, it's a wild ride. That movie is wild. That's what I've heard. Speaking of trippy shit, but it's really good. I enjoy it. I don't think I knew that Kylie Minogue was involved in any way. I love her. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. So yeah, I mean, she was obviously sculpted and built to be this little virgin sex pot. And all everyone cared about was her body. Her boobs were real back then. She (laughs) did say it like that. And by the way, they were real. She didn't say they are. So just saying doesn't matter. I don't (laughs) care. But I thought that was a funny point. She keeps kind of coming back to how like her body was never hers. She never got to like have her own choices like there was something that like Justin was saying about them that made it clear that they'd had sex and she liked that because everyone thought of her as some like goody two-shoes virgin and she wasn't and she wanted to be talked about sexually and she liked that he did that yeah when he did that everyone acted like he was being an asshole but and she was like okay daddy come home and fuck me (laughs) okay um, one of my notes says that no one called NSYNC so pimp because no one said that. And she said that like, this is at a time when everyone was saying like NSYNC was so pimp. And there's a couple things that are so like on another planet. No one called NSYNC so pimp. I mean, maybe Justin did. Justin did. And the Foshes Foshes is was so funny. It's so funny. I mean... Look, yes, please go look up that audio clip of Michelle Williams. God bless her. Reading Justin Timberlake's weird black scent and (laughs) just lose your mind. It's when he runs into Genuine. Oh, my gosh. On the street. And then he bought his first chain after that. Lord. And then I saw a video of him beatboxing and he's wearing a big chain and someone's like, he he really did this like right after that. And I was like, that's so, that is, that I see it. Yeah. Also, my first concert was NSYNC and Genuine opened. And I remember being like, why is this before NSYNC? Like, my pony. Like, <laughs> yes. so sexy. And then you have NSYNC who's like, all the kids love him. Oh my gosh. Okay. My first concert was. Janet Jackson on the Velvet Rope Tour. Oh my God, fun. It's like our first concerts were the Super Bowl. Oh, that's true. And my second concert was Salt and Peppa. Oh, fun. R. Kelly opened. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yikes. I do not remember my second concert. See, I was a Backstreet Boys girl. So the fact that NSYNC was my first concert is kind of weird, but I like went with a friend and it was fun. And your favorite was 
Howie. Kevin. <laughs> I knew Howie was wrong. It was just the only <laughs> name I could remember from the last time we talked about this. Oh, my God. Um, she goes through her relationships. Uh, Kevin, like, I guess it makes sense that she's kind of so sheltered from the real world. So she didn't really know what anyone is doing. Like, she didn't know Kevin was actually married with kids. Because she wasn't like sitting on a computer doing that stuff, you know, and it wasn't really the same way that cell phones are now. Right. She's just kind of blissfully unaware of a lot of things around her. But yeah, she did say she just wanted to be held in a hot tub by Kevin Federline. He made her feel good. She just wanted to like sit in a hot tub with him and be held or whatever she said in the pool or whatever. But when she was talking about his rapping career, she said he really thought he was a rapper now. Bless his heart because he did take it so seriously. <laughs> Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. It's so good. Um, another note I have is when she's describing like why she shaved her head, um, which was basically kind of about her grief of losing everything. Like she never really got over Justin. And then, you know, Kevin hurt her and took her kids. And all she wanted was her kids. All she wanted was, was to be a mother. And everyone just wanted her to work. And she was just having like a meltdown of like being told what to do and not having any control and just losing everything. And so she shaved her head. And she said that after she shaved her head, no one would talk to her because she's ugly. And I really think that she thought that, but that's not what anyone was thinking. No one is not talking to you because you're ugly. Everyone is worried about your sanity and your health. And that is another like super massive disconnect from reality. Right. Yeah, that is kind of a weird disconnect. I, I took so few notes on this thing, but the one I did was, I, now I don't remember at what point in the book this happens, but I, it's pretty early. She mentions getting put on Prozac, like, super young. Yeah. She said it so casually, too. I was like, wait. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being on Prozac, but basically in the last probably like 10 years, they strongly recommend against giving it to anyone under about 25 or 26, because... Under that, you can have like some pretty serious side effects. Yeah. And granted, that's only in the last 10 years. I mean, I I was put on it too young also and had a not great reaction to it. So Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, they've only in the last, yeah, probably 10 years started not prescribing it to like young adults. I do feel like when she said that, it was like a real throwaway comment. It wasn't like, and I was put on this that age. It was just like, I didn't do any drugs except for what I was prescribed, which was Prozac as a kid. Right. Yeah. She just sort of throws it off as just like, oh, and that's when I was put on Prozac. Yeah. And then later, lithium. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my my notes are nothing major except for some quotes because I thought they were funny like her parents got back together later probably because of the money she says and she said <laughs> they watch criminal minds on the couch every fucking night who does that and I was like everybody like everyone, like everyone does yeah. that <laughs> like I don't know yeah, if it's criminal that... minds specifically but like everybody has like some show that they watch some like <laughs> bullshit procedural that they watch like every night my boyfriend loves 2020. He's like, ooh, a new 2020 is on tonight. Do you want to watch it? And I'm like, sure. I always fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, you're correct to fall asleep during 2020. <laughs> um, and then towards the end, 
you know, when she gets out of rehab, she went to like a big rehab for like a long time. And when they finally like let her out of that, she came back home and was really sad to find that her parents had thrown away all of her stuff, including some dolls that she loved. And she was super upset. But she said, in that moment, I made peace with my family, by which I mean, I never wanted to see them again. And I was at peace with that. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really funny way to put that. So good. Um, I mean, yeah, like it's it's really doesn't feel like anything that isn't already out there. Like just giving basically her reasons why she made the choices she made in a way. Um, and then, yeah, she started she kept trying to get out of her conservatorship because she was learning what was kind of going on slowly. And then she finally was told that she could have been having a different lawyer this whole time, but it was like kept from her. And so she got a new lawyer and free Britney. One nice thing that she does say is she really shouts out her fans during the Free Britney thing, saying that it like felt really good and she feels them all. She has a, con- a connection to her fans, a psychic connection to her fans. Oh, did she say that? Cool. Yeah, she can like feel them and it really helped. And she really like loves everyone that has supported her along the way and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I like that part that she literally calls out her fans and thanks them because they love that. I'm sure they love that part. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then what? I don't know. She's free now ish. Yeah. Yeah. And she's free now. Yeah. And that this came out when she was still with Sam, who's Hassam is his full name. Right. Yes. I thought that was interesting. So she does speak nicely about him in there and she didn't take that out. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting from her perspective. It feels like she gets sort of pathologized kind of early. Like she's put on Prozac young. She has anxiety. And then she's just kind of sort of goes through the psychiatric ringer. Like that feels like that's in the background of this whole thing is that she is sort of like, you know, not really managing her stress very well because she's a kid and because she's had all this like traumatic stuff happen as a kid with her alcoholic dad and her weird mom and then she just sort of like gets bounced through that system only like as a celebrity I don't know it's weird yeah she's very controlled and she never gets any freedom a lot of it is about wanting that freedom like the freedom to like pause and quit like the whole time she's exhausted. She just needs a break. She just went through a huge breakup. She just wants to like have a moment and they're like, no, go back on tour. And it's true. I mean, we saw her working all these years. That sucks. Like she's begging for a break. Of course, she had a breakdown. Like, of course, you can't just push someone like that. Right. I guess is that the book? I think that's the book. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you guys about it. It's like already out there. It's very in her voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you heard Michelle Williams say for shiz, for shiz, and you read the articles about how he played the guitar to her while she was going through an abortion. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <sighs> like you've kind of heard the new stuff. Yeah. It doesn't make Justin sound great. No, but also they're so young. Like, could you imagine just being held accountable for the things you did and said when you were fucking 16, 17, 20 even? Like, (laughs) right. You know, he was a dick and he probably has learned a lot. 
but it is like pretty tone deaf and he doesn't come across great in it. No, he doesn't. And also, I'm sure everyone pretty much has the perspective that you brought up that, you know, we've all done dumb bullshit in our late teens, early 20s. Yeah. But also, if I were him, I would be laying low for the next four to five months. (laughs) What'd you rate it? I don't know. This is like three and a half. Yeah, I was like, like a four, four and a half. I want to give her a five just to like be nice because I feel like she tried here. I mean, it was interesting to hear things from her perspective. And considering I listened to almost everything at 2x, this was only like two and a half hours of my life. So, you know, I wasn't like annoyed at any of it, but I was also not like enthralled either. No, it was just sad. Honestly, I just feel sad for her. Yeah. I don't know. It was fine. It still just feels weird. Like, I still don't know what to believe with Britney Spears. Like, is she free? Is she doing any of this? Is any of this her story? Like, what is happening? You know? Sure. Right. Not that it matters, but it does feel like it's miss. Like, I don't know. It's like, it is her, but it's not. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe this is her. We just don't. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking right now. It's not making sense. (laughs) Uh... It's like, I can't trust anything when it comes to her because of how everything has been sure yeah i guess i don't know like i don't have enough of an opinion about it yeah like i have zero curiosity about like what is real about britney spears right so like that's not even a question i have at the end of the book i'm just sort of like huh okay but also like the way this is written i'm like this has to be her (laughs) like sure who fucking does that watch criminal minds yeah everyone Everyone does that. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone has some bullshit show that they watch most nights. For real. So this got a 4.9 out of 5 on Audible and a 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads. I have some theories. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Bad Reads is not really a surprise. I feel like we've said most of this, but here we go. Jen, one star. What a complete waste of time. We all knew Britney's parents were jerks. The juiciest bits of this book were leaked, and really, there isn't much more to read. It felt like I was reading the diary of a young girl. The thoughts were scattered, and some of the stories seemed very pointless. Save your time and read the Coles notes, which I don't know what that means. I'm Maybe that's a Cliff's Notes, Sparks Notes thing that I'm not aware of. Hmm. She's right. Yeah. That's true. She is right. Alicia, one star. I listened to the audiobook and it was not great. It was poorly written and I expected to enjoy listening to Michelle Williams narrating the book, but I didn't. It was almost like she was trying too hard to sound like Britney and it was very irritating. I didn't enjoy this at all. I mean, it kept tripping me out, to be honest. (laughs) I thought she did kind of sound like Britney and that it was not bad. Yeah, I I mean, she did a great job because she did sound like Britney and everyone would be like, oh shit, it's not even Britney talking. That's so weird. Oh, she is. Yeah. Shannon, one star. From scrolling through the reviews, it seems as though everyone is just review bombing without reading. I really wanted to like this book, but there was nothing to it. If you want a book that makes you feel like you're reading a 12-year-old's diary, this is the book for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of 12-year-olds, the one takeaway I had was, oh, is Jamie Lynn Spears a total bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so, right? I mean, at least according to Brittany. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Rachel, one star. This book is exactly like watching her rambling Instagram stories. There are lots of thoughts, lots of juicy tidbits, but nothing is expounded on and everything seems glossed over. There's nothing of any substance in this reading. It was painful at best to get through. Missy, one star, did not finish, made it about halfway through, and decided life is too short. A lot of name dropping in what sounds like a teen's diary. And then, this doesn't come with a star rating, but we'll do our very first personal bad reads. I noticed a friend of mine was reading this for her book club on Instagram, and so Mm. I was like, we're doing it for the podcast. And her response was... I mean, I wouldn't call it a book. It was a series of tweets printed out, but I'm glad she got her story out however she could. (laughs) Yeah. Reads like like a tweet story, like one out of 16. (laughs) I'm sure in print, it probably feels even more like that. Yeah, totally. I could see that. Did you get any battables? (laughs) I mean, I have a couple, but they aren't really saying anything different. Well, I found one because I was like, I'll try to look. And one thing that I noticed is so many five stars. I just feel like everybody wants to like support Brittany and give her this. And I think that's why the rating's so high. Sure. And I get it. I get it. I want to support Brittany too. Um, but this one was uh, one star, way too much poor me victim. I would have enjoyed this book more had there been at least one instance where she could have taken some accountability for her actions. The entire book is her explaining why she acts unstable. Wasn't my cup of tea, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, yeah, my one star battable, not worth the hype. I fell asleep a couple of times on this. The book is poorly written. I regret the time I spent on this. (laughs) So we got both. We got both of them in there. Not my cup of tea. I wish I could have my time back. There you go. Hilarious. Always. How's your cool brain, Corey? Um, It's fine. It's fine. All right. I don't have anything particular to say about it. Semester's almost over. I don't have any more big papers to write. Just kind of trying to keep it all on track. How about you? Yeah, my brain's uh, all over the place. I'm moving, so I'm packing, and I have a lot of work, so I'm working, and I'm just, it's too many things all at once, and then the holidays are coming up. Like, that's crazy. (sighs) Yeah. So, I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Holidays holidays <laughs> well for our next book it will be christmas time yeah is it coming out on christmas yeah it would be christmas day which is a monday hell yeah hell yeah get ready for christmas we are reading secret santa by andrew schaefer it is a like 80s horror meets the office comedy horror book as described on the internet. There you go. That's it. 80s horror comedy office comedy horror thing. <laughs> it is 216 pages, which makes it a five hour and 25 minute audiobook. So pretty short. Yeah. We know you're busy. You got turkeys to eat and presents to buy. Exactly. It's the holidays. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on The Woman and Me by Britney Spears. Follow us at at ADHD Book Club Pod. Check out our website, bookfreaks.org, to learn more and shop our merch. Thank you to Last Skeptic for music. I've been Ashley. I've been Corey. This was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>